Guitarathon is the greatest guitar sale on earth, and it's happening now. Get massive savings on a huge selection of electric and acoustic guitars, basses, amps, pedals, and other accessories. Get select Ernie Ball strings, three for ten. Save $100 on a Fender Special Edition Strat, or get a Yamaha acoustic for just $199. Plus, get special financing on select major brands. Don't miss these incredible deals. Available online and in store now through November 1st. Guitarathon, only at Guitar Center. Find your sound. You are Locked On Mavericks, your daily podcast on the Dallas Mavericks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is going to be huge. Welcome. You are Locked On, the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member at MavsMoneyBall.com, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, the editor of Smoking Cuban. What you got for me, Isaac? Nick, before we make any jokes about our fantasy league or anything, what do you have for me? I have, and I've been putting this in the description of all of our podcasts, the direct link to donate to J.J. Brea's Puerto Rico Hurricane Relief Fund. There is a lot of stuff that still needs to be done down there. Uh, We talked to Mark Cuban when they did the locker room unveiling, and we will talk about that a little more throughout this episode, but he said that there's so much more that needs to be done. J.J. during practice said that Island might be out of power from you know for between six and you know six to twelve months. <laughs> that is insane, and that there's just so much that needs to be done. And so we got to do what we ha- you know we got to do what we can do here on uh, Lockdown Maps. We have a, you know, a bunch of people listening. You know, you guys have a lot of people on your your Twitter sphere that you can tweet this out to. So I'll put the link in the description of this podcast. You can go straight to it. It's youcaring.com/slash families affected by Hurricane Maria. In Puerto Rico slash nine five six seven nine two for anybody that you know I don't know can't click on it or something that's that's what the URL is. It's also pinned to the top of my Twitter page, so you can go there at Nick Van Exit. You can find it there. Go and donate. It's super easy. I said this on a podcast earlier this week, but I literally did it on the toilet this week. It's so easy. You can just donate, and then you can help somebody out. And let's actually do something instead of just sitting around talking about stuff, feeling bad for people. Uh, go ahead and put your money where your mouth is, and let's go. Let's help these people. I mean, we have we have JJ on the team. We also have Jan Clavel, who's on the training camp roster. Both of their families were affected by this, and um, also my guy Edgar. I talked to him on on Twitter the other day. He was on this podcast earlier this summer. Um, his family was affected by it. He didn't have. He said when I te- I texted him or tweeted him, this is the first time he had cell reception in I don't know like a couple weeks, <laughs> a week or so, mm. however long that they've been, been dealing with it. It's, it's crazy. He said they're running low on food down there. And obviously, you know, we've seen awesome stories. You know, I don't agree with, you know, President Trump on many things, but he has been right about the fact that the response to this has been awesome. The response to, you know, seeing America rallying around our own because Puerto Rico is, you know, a U.S. territory for those that aren't, you know, uh, Americans. Um, it's a U.S. territory, and so us – rallying around our own, sending stuff down there. JJ has been taking, you know, the private plane for the Mavericks every single day. As soon as they could get clearance for it, they've been taking it down, you know, going back and forth, sending stuff, you know, thousands and thousands of pounds of stuff. They've been tweeting out pictures of generators they've been taking down there, you know, water, food, all that stuff. Medicine they started taking down there recently. So this is something that we can tangibly do. Go ahead, you know, go to youcaring.com slash families affected by Hurricane Maria in Puerto Rico. Donate to JJ's fund, uh, help him reach his goal, and we just really need to get this going. So tweet it out if you guys can, give to it. This is a good cause that we can get behind. It's helping people that really need it. Um, and so, yeah, just think about those people and think about um, you know the stuff that they've been going through. So I wanted to bring that up first, wanted to get that all out of the way at the beginning so that everybody listening can know where to give, what to do, and that it is still going on. And we'll probably keep doing this. I'll keep putting it in the description of our podcast. I'll keep it pinned to my page. Because, you know, for the little platform that we have, I want to be able to still do something and, you know, do something good with it. So, all right, moving on from that, let's, let's pivot to our fantasy basketball league. Um, not a good seg, couldn't, couldn't really segue between that. That is just something, <laughs> that's just the thing that we're going to have to do here on Lockdown Mavs because we talk about funny things all the time. And, you know, that was a serious thing that we need to get to. So, uh, we had a rule. We had one rule going into our fantasy basketball league that you guys will care about. And I know when people talk about their fantasy leagues, 
you know, people just, oh, I don't want to hear about this guy's fantasy league. But we had one rule in our fantasy league that I wanted to make everyone aware of. And shout out to everybody that was involved in the draft today. It was really fun. I had a, I had fun, except for it was taking too long. We started it when? We <laughs> it took two and a half hours. Yeah, we started at nine. So it took an hour and a half. No, it's 11 something right now. Uh, well, you've been talking about Puerto Rico for like 20 minutes. Stop. So uh, there's one rule. The rule was we will we are not drafting Rajon Rondo. Fair. Or Dwayne Wade. Also fair. Less fair yeah. than Rondo, but still fair. We <laughs> let DeAndre Jordan slide. We let Chandler Parsons slide. Uh, but we were not going to draft Wade or Rondo. And Isaac, tell us what happened with R- Wade and Rondo because they did not go undrafted. <laughs> they did not go undrafted. Uh, one of my one of my uh, good friends that works for Nike, he uh, he lost connection. He's in the league, and uh, he lost connection. He's a huge Mavs fan. He has season tickets for the Mavs, and has had season tickets for multiple years. And <laughs> loses connection. Texts me and says. Oh my gosh, I lost connection. And he was the one that auto drafted Wade for him. So <laughs> and we were like, all like, What? We all agreed on this. What is going on? What is happening? He's, he's so mad. He's like, I'm gonna drop him tomorrow as soon as this draft's over, blah blah blah. Because we kept we kept we kept saying that, all right, if you pick either of those guys, we are dropping you from the league and we are divvying up all of your players. That is what we were threatening everybody on the chat. He loses connection again later in the draft, and it, and it, and it auto-drafts Rondo for him. <laughs> he took both of them. He took both of the players. Uh, Rondo so he, no fly zone. He took so, both of them. So everyone, we it's a 14-man, you know, 14-team league, and everyone's in the chat saying, kick him out of the league and all this stuff. And, and what's fun, what's ironic about it is he might be uh, I know I know another guy in our and Cole he has season tickets but I was like he's one of the only people in this whole like draft room that has Mavs season tickets so <laughs> we're like kick him out <laughs> but oh my gosh it, that's it was hilarious fun. that was so funny so it went well um, not okay the biggest reach of the draft was it was it me really I think that was the biggest reach of the draft I mean you took him. I mean, we don't want to go off of what ESPN projected, but Dennis Smith Jr. went 55th in our draft. Um, he was projected by ESPN at around 93. So for theirs, but they didn't rank like I took Thon Maker. They also didn't rank, and they didn't rank him at all. You know, there's a bunch of guys that were going to have pretty solid seasons that they didn't rank at all. So I don't want to go solely off of that, but Talk about your decision. Tell me about your talk. Talk about it. Talk about your decision to take Dennis Smith Jr. What was that? That's that's the fourth round, right? Fourth or fifth round? No, we it's fourteen teams. So if it was ten teams, that would be the fourth or fifth round. But okay, so it's the it was way it was born down there. But I already had a point guard. Mike Conley was my point guard. Um, I'd already picked Durant and Kevin Love and I think somebody else at that time. But no, so that was the fourth round. <laughs> If there's 14 yeah. teams and you pick 55th, was it the fourth round? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I'd already, yeah, I'd already picked them, and he, I don't know. I was just looking at it. There were people. I took him over. I reached a little bit. I took people over like a Drogic and Bledsoe, stuff like that. But a lot of this, when it comes into fantasy, it's just about opportunity. And I just know that Dennis is going to get the reins. Like he's gonna, he's going to play probably 30 minutes a night, maybe and. So, yeah, I'm like, heck, if I'm going to reach for somebody, I take Bledsoe or I reach for somebody like Dennis, who I'm going to be right beside, you know, see him play every night. So I took him. I rolled with it. I have some other options if I want to move some people around. I also also took Seth later on in the draft. So I do have Seth. I do have two Mavericks on my team. But I ended up with zero Mavericks. I don't know if that surprises anybody. Uh, how many Lakers you have? I actually have zero. Wow. Everybody kept, everybody kept taking it. I have D'Angelo Russell. Somebody counted that, which I had to remind them that he's not a Laker. But, yeah. No, I mean, it's not a terrible reach. I took D'Angelo Russell in the fourth round. So, No, I had him on my list. I was going to take him, actually, because my shooting guard spot, I've waited forever. And every time I wanted to take somebody, there, there's not a ton of shooting guards. Every time I looked, I was like, man, I need another two. And, and there's just nobody there. 
I was going to get Russell. You took him. I was going to get – I was waiting on Gary Harris. and He got taken pretty him. early. That's so, that's your fault for, for for talking him up on the positional ranking so much. And these guys <laughs> are guys that have listened to the podcast. So, All right. Well, let's move on from our fantasy draft. Uh, and from fantasy draft, we talked about – all right, let's just go straight into it. Let's just go straight into it. Maverick season has started. There is a opportunity for you to go see your Dallas Mavericks. The open practice came and went. It was nothing to write home about, which which is true to form. I didn't write anything about it. <laughs> We're not going to talk about it on the pod. Uh, it just wasn't really interesting. Uh, I could go on a big rant about what the Mavericks do at the open practice because every team has to have an open practice. The Mavericks just choose to barely have one. So... That being said, Maverick season is upon us, and I checked I checked out SeatGeek. You can get upper bowl tickets for three bucks to go see Ma- the first Mavericks preseason game. Go check out Dennis Smith Jr. You can go look at Dennis Smith Jr. for three to four dollars. There are lower bowl tickets for fifteen bucks. Just go. I mean, he's gonna play a set amount of minutes, but at least you're gonna see him there, and you're gonna see the other guys. You're gonna see the younger guys play. It's a good time for you to go out there, go to a Mavericks game if you've never gone. So download the SeatGeek app, and best of all, our listeners get $20 off their first SeatGeek purchase. Just download the SeatGeek app, enter promo code LONBA today. That's promo code LONBA for $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. Go check out the Mavericks this year. Mavs games are upon us. They are starting today as you guys are listening to this. I'm so excited. Check that out. All right. The locker room. We got to go check out the locker room, Isaac. We went and uh, got to check it out, look around, walk around, check out the tra- little tra- training facility they have over there. I say little, but it is a lot bigger than it used to be. <laughs> they, they expanded it. They you know, gutted basically the locker room and made it into this nightclub, space station, Star Trek, you know, crazy layer of science. Like It's just this, this insane thing. What was one thing that stuck out to you from the new locker room? Man, I think this is kind of low key, but just the like the humidifier, like the scent, the oxygenation. Yeah, like they have they have these devices hooked up to the air ducts that take out the air in the room and reoxygenate it and pump it back into the room. It's crazy. Yeah, man. It like he talked about it before in his presser to kind of open everything up before he gave the tour. And he kept on he kept on saying, "Hey, like science, science." You know, he he was drilling home <laughs> he the point like about Bill science. Nye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and like how much science played into how much research played into uh, kind of creating this thing. And he he brought up scents and how yeah they're gonna have different you know scents in, in the morning, in the in, at night, uh, pregame, postgame, just different how they their research has shown them like just different scents in the air can help recovery, help fatigue and stuff and. So like, and he even mentioned, he said, I know it, it sounds stupid or it might sound too scientific or whatever, but you could actually like feel it. Like it, it felt well, so fresh in there <laughs> as weird as it sounds like it did. Well, how much money has essential oils made? Honestly, like how much money is that business made? A lot. And I'm a fan. I was, I I'm going to say both of us are, you know, are church going people. How many people? <laughs> At your church oh, talk about essential oils all the time. I think we talk about essential oils like Haiti. I think we talk about lavender more than Jesus. But ooh, ooh, you're going down a road with that. But but seriously, so they have these smells that are going through the air. They have you know the oxygenation. They also have lights that are they're specially made like position lights to help keep you awake and aware. They consulted you know the makers of casinos because in casinos, if you've ever been and you've been late at night, and I recently did this in Vegas. I you know don't gamble or anything like that. But we no, were walking. Okay, we whatever were- happens in <laughs> Vegas. Nick. <laughs> I don't want to rat out, rat out all the guys I was with, but so we we were just walking around, going to different restaurants and stuff, getting food places, and you're just walking around like you know, meeting people and stuff like that, and all of a sudden I'm like, man, it's four it's four in the morning. <laughs> I just didn't even realize it because the the way the lighting is. And the way they oxygenate the air just keeps you awake and alert longer. And that's what the Mavericks wanted to do in their locker room. So they designed the lights after that. You know, they also have this facial recognition, you know, you know, thing at the when you first walk into the training facility, not when you walk in the locker room, but when you walk in the training facility and it identifies, you know, it takes, I talked to the guy, it takes 60 points on your face and it identifies you as a person. So I walked in and it said, welcome, Josh McRoberts. (laughs) (laughs) 
So it was actually it was funny because we were Nick and I were joking about it and we we're laughing because so like people kept kinda, walking in. <laughs> yeah, well, like each uh, kind of technology, all the different companies were there. And you could kind of walk around and talk to them. And so the facial recognition people, you know, they had a couple of workers that, you know, were there displaying the technology. And so there was this tiny little uh, blonde headed uh, lady and she was programmed as Dirk. Yeah. So she was like, here, let me walk in. And she would walk in this little lady and it would say, you know, a Dirk Nowitzki yeah, identified player identified Dirk Nowitzki. And then it has, so after, after your, your picture brings up, it has messages and different things that can be sent to you. So like a workout plan for that day or something. And I, I just thought it was pretty cool. If your if your name's your face is not on there, it'll, you know, send an alert signal or something that somebody's it's like, a, in. and it shows you who's in there. Like when, when Cuban first started talking about it, when we got over there, Cuban said, he said, yeah, like I was tired of, I was tired of hearing Rick. He said, I can't tell you how many times Rick comes into the locker room and it says, Hey, is Dirk in here? Where's Dirk at? He said, now Rick doesn't have to ask. Rick can walk in. I didn't hear that part. And look at the monitor. He said he can look at the monitor and be like, oh, Dirk's in here. Which is kind of funny because it's, I mean, the place is big, but it's not like Walmart. Especially especially how big it was before. Yeah. So, like, the fact that you can check, like, kind of roll call on the monitor real quick. Oh, yeah, Dirk's in here in the tub or something like that. To be perfectly honest, Carlisle's still going to do that. Yeah, he's going to do that. So... It has the, the you know the workout area. It also has the training area where you know it's a this big area with training tables and you know the medical you know supplies and stuff like that. Then it has the the cold tub, warm tubs in there, and a different area. It has these nine foot showers that are just I mean, gosh, <laughs> that's an NBA player's dream. I've been looking at a bunch of apartments, you know, trying to move apartments here, and a lot of them are honestly. I saw a shower head that was five foot like ten. Yeah. I'm looking down at it. <laughs> Just going, what are we doing? Like, what is this? So that would be, no, that's a dream come true. They have, you know, the bathroom, they have, that's where they have the kitchen area and everything. They, they made us some food there for the, you know, the unveiling, which was awesome. So shout out to the Mavericks. They outside the locker room and the locker room has, you know, these, you know, you saw the pictures that I posted and, you know, I'm sure Isaac posted pictures too. There's all, you know, all the different angles and stuff for the details and, you know, what's in the lockers and stuff like that. That was talked about even before they started building and stuff. Um, but it's just, it was really cool. And I think fans should care about that because the Mavericks are, in, you know, they're investing in their, you know, in their operations and they're investing in their, you know, facilities. I think that's important. I think that's important for a team. I'm, I'm not sure it, it brings like a, you know, I don't know, like a LeBron or, you know, even like a Hassan Whiteside or, or a guy like that that says, oh man, they have this, you know, training facility blah 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 oh i'm gonna go to the mavericks but it, it makes the the program look better it makes the the club look better and yeah i mean that plays that better com- for that because they hadn't updated their locker their locker room since 2001 it still had that carpet in there that had the championship trophy on it and it was gross <laughs> and, <laughs> and they finally updated it you know however. and we have the you know the practice facility last year i mean yeah so you can yep. you combine both of those and i mean now you have two just state of the art type of you know facilities that I mean you even saw it yesterday. I mean I, I saw Justin Anderson. You know, of course he's a former Mad, but I saw Jared Dudley also. Uh, those are just two players outside the organization that were tweeting about it and was like, man, that's like fire. That's that that's crazy. And um, players players know that. I mean it's just like Nick said. I don't, yeah. You know it's not going to be like, hey, we're going to get a big time player now because of that. But I mean it does mean something to them. This is where they're at every single day. So this is your, this is like somebody telling you at work, you have this sweet new cubicle or something like that, you know, <laughs> like, I mean, it does matter. This is what they see and, and work with every day, but no, yeah, the it, lock- it's as if they, they upgraded from like windows 97 to like max. That's basically what they did. Yeah. Like at yeah. work, if they're like, we're going to take your windows 97 computer, we're going to make it a Mac. They, uh, locker room was super cool. You know, my favorite part was the hangar. As far as yeah, those weird cool. as that sounds, super cool hanger had the skyline in it, and they have a, a drawer like a, a drawer underneath their you know, their jersey stuff, and they said that that's the uh, shoes, kind of like they said in NFL. At least you know we we're to Nick and I, I think we were talking to a, a guy there about it, and they were talking about in the NFL they have like a drawer type for their shoulder pads that they put the shoulder pads in there, and it's ventilated and helps just air it out. And so kind of the same type of system for the Mavs that they have this drawer underneath that holds eight pairs of shoes. 
that you know after game practice whatever they put it in there and it's just air ventilated it helps air them all out and it's just stuff like that. You're like, man, that's just crazy. They have a refrigerated cup holder. Like, <laughs> give yeah. me one of those. Like, I'm, I'm all about that. That is sweet. But yeah, it's cool. Uh, Dennis's lockers beside Harrison's, so you kind of got this. You know, this three Ooh, Dirk yeah, Harrison. Look at that. Dirk Harrison and Dennis. You know, bam, bam, bam together. Uh, Nerlens is you know over on the other side, uh, but. <laughs> Yeah, and that that's their uh, kind of three together there. So it it was just super. It's I mean it's just crazy, really. I mean it really just felt like a a ride at Disney World I was walking into. So. <laughs> it was, nah, it was interesting. Uh, and that's all we're gonna talk about with the locker room. <laughs> I was just gonna say they they have the trophy too, and that that's the touch, man. Yeah, like, they had a super super nice wall, uh, the trophy wall basically that had you know behind Cubans. A lot of y'all seen pictures on Twitter, but it's just this glass case of the you know Larry O'Brien trophy from 11 with the two western conference finals trophies on either side yeah yeah on both sides and it just it looks so good it i mean just adds everything to the room and i'm not a morse code dude but what did it say again did it say champions or so 2011 champions? on that wall that he's talking about with the trophy so it's this long wall what is it it's probably like a 50 foot long wall or something. I mean, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty long. It takes up the length of the, uh, of the training area. And on the sides, it has this light that glow that glows out from either side of it. So it looks futuristic, but the light has these holes and the holes spell out Dallas Mavericks and Morse code on the side. Mm-hmm. I tweeted out a picture of it. So if you go check out my, you know, uh, the pictures that I tweeted out, one of those says, has all these like random lights and that spells out Dallas Mavericks and Morse code. I don't know what competitive edge that gives you, but it's cool. It's and the details I think matter. All the things we've been talking about are little details that, you know, matter and make it cool. And if you can make something cool, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. All right. Cool. Other things from practice. We, you know, we've been to a couple practices. We've, you know, talked about some things. Um, anything from practice so far that we haven't talked about that you wanted to discuss? Um, I want to talk about something that I've kind of changed on some, not really changed on because it's something I've mentioned. Um, you know, I mentioned before I said, Hey, don't be surprised about if Salah, if Jan Koval turns into Allen Iverson 2.0. No, that's a money ball thing. Um, <laughs> I, I was saying before, don't be surprised about Salah and with you, you know, as far yep. as them competing for a roster spot, I will go as far as to say that they, both of them will not make the roster. Um, Either, that it'll be one of them. It won't be one know. of them. And you know what? I'll go even go as far as saying both of them have a chance at not making it. I think one will, but I don't think originally when we first looked at the roster, we both kind of penciled in saying, "Yeah, Withy and Salah, you know, they'll be on the team." Kind of blah blah blah. But just based on some conversations, um. You know, I, I even I asked Rick one time, I don't know what day it was. I went every day last week except for the open practice. But there were one there's one day I asked Rick, I said, Hey, with the faster pace and the bigs they have on the roster, you know, the traditional bigs on the roster, will that impact, you know, their spots on the roster? And he just looked, kinda looked at me and said, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, cl- classic Rick. And uh Rick's never going to uh gonna talk too much about roster <laughs> spots right now so uh that's so funny but anyway oh my yeah gosh. there's just not gonna be a spot yeah we, especially because we know nerlands is gonna make it we know dwight's gonna make it and then you know you start looking at these spots with like maxi and and withy and salah and i just don't think you know and you hate to say it but i think at this point you might say salah is the you know the guy out right now so We'll see how how it's going to play out and how how's the Maxi thing because then you got Maxi and McRoberts like it just keeps yeah, on going. There's and, so many Dwight Powell, you know, Nerlens Noel still. You have Dirk playing a lot of five. They're they're going to start Dirk at five. <laughs> you know yeah. that changes a lot of things. There's a big ripple effect that you know we'll see very soon on what that affects because you're moving now. You had one traditional five that was going to start, and now all of a sudden you're starting a non-traditional five at five. And a non-traditional yep. four at four, and all you know, just the trickle-down effect just happens from there. So, because you're not going to see, you know, you can maybe get away with playing Nerlens at the four some, just because he is kind of agile enough. But 
I mean, basically, Nerlens, Withy, and Salah are not going to be able to play the four at all. So, I mean, that's three guys coming off the bench that can only play one position, and it's the one position that's kind of, you know, changing more right now in the NBA. So, I don't know. Like, one of them is probably going to be gone, and then you just kind of go down through the roster and, you know, there's a podcast coming out, NBA Math, Andy Bailey, who writes for Bleacher Report. His, um, I'm... I guess whatever you want to say it, I'm making an appearance or whatever. It you're, comes out you're on featured Wednesday. on the track. <laughs> featured on the track. Yeah. Like uh, <laughs> DJ Khaled. <Cowan. laughs> but he asked, he asked me, he was like, man, I'm looking at the Mavericks roster and there's all these guards. How is somebody like Devin Harris going to play? Devin's going to play three. You're going to like, we're going to see a lot of three guard lineups and Rick, you know, kind of doubled down on that this past week and said, Hey, yeah, like this faster pace stuff, you know, that's what we're going to see. And, there's going to, you know, the competition with that as far as who's get, who gets minutes and stuff. And, you know, Seth has been practicing with the starters up until, what, a day or so ago. He's been wearing that white jersey. He's been, you know, I kind of low-key asked Dennis. I did a story, you know, one of my stories this past week where I asked Dennis about, you know, teaming up with Seth in the backcourt. I said, how dangerous can you and Seth be, you know, as a backcourt? And, man, he – he like lit up and he's like, man, we're going to be dangerous, man. Like, I think we can be a big time backcourt. I don't think he gets the credit he deserves. Like he's all about it. Like that pairing. So I know there's, I guess there were some grumblings about Yogi maybe getting some time in practice. He, yeah. He had also been playing with this, with the uh, starters in practice, but Carlisle came out today and said, don't read too much into that. That that's just a, you know, I, I, yeah, I think Seth is that, you know, Seth is in there. I really don't, I can't imagine Seth, Seth is better at the thing. Like, <laughs> I don't yeah. know. Seth is better at the things that Yogi is good at. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> you know and what also, I mean? Like, like why, why would Dan, Dennis answer that question, you know, with me about if, you know, just how Dennis, you know, answered it is like, it's just a given, like that's our backcourt. You know, like if I asked him, how is the backcourt between you and JJ? You know, like, I don't know. I don't think he's going to get the same, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So anyway, like, that's just uh and Dennis, you know, I want to say this. I like I like Dennis. He's just candid, you know, kid. You know, he's 19 and he just straight up admitted like I think it was Earl or somebody asked him and said, "Hey, what's what's the easiest part of camp so far?" And he's like, "Man, there's like nothing." Like he said it's it's pretty difficult right now. Uh, just with everything getting thrown at him, but he said, "Hey, like but I like it that way." And he said, you know, it's beauty in the struggle. I, lo- I love that how he said that. You know, there's yeah. beauty in the struggle. He said, y'all, y'all, y'all know that. So, uh, anyway, it's um, Dennis Junior is more mature than I am. Yeah, man, he, he's a <laughs> he's a chill chill dude, and we're excited for uh, what maybe could happen Monday night. We're all excited, man. I'm so excited just to see him out there, just rolling his feel for the game. Summer, you know, summer league, whatever summer league, but. You want to see him against actual NBA players. Yeah, you want to see that. And it the, the rotation is, is so interesting to me because the more teams start to creep into this three-guard lineup thing and creep into the, you know, no traditional centers thing, the warrior for, warrior warriorsification of the NBA or positionless, you know, ness of the NBA. Like, at what point does that just become what everyone does? And the traditional centers, besides the Gobert's, besides the white side, like the guys that actually make a true impact, nobody's just going to throw out a, uh, you know, some dude. You remember when the Jazz used to start, like, Mehmet Okor? (laughs) You just, like, like, throw a dude out there. You know, like, they're not going to do that. Or the Lakers used to start um, Chris Mim. (laughs) Just, like, not going to do that. That's, like, not going to happen anymore. You're going to throw out a guy that can give you – a different look, you know, something else. And and that's also just a a testament to the players that are coming into the league right now. You have guys like Carl Anthony Towns and Porzingis and guys that are, you know, would normally be traditional fives that are playing, you know, completely different. And so you have to play those guys differently. You know, Anthony Davis, DeMarcus Cousins, those guys, just so many of those coming into the league that you can't play traditional lineups against those guys anymore because a plotting big man is just, you know, not going to, keep up everyone wants to go faster everybody wants to you know the outlet passing guy you know you have your lonzos you have tia dosich i was watching tonight this making these they're talking about tito the same way they're talking about lonzo where he makes these you know outlet passes and then he throws them real quick and they don't you, know, you dare compare lonzo to milos i said they were talking about him the same way they were talking about 
about Lonzo on the broadcast is that they uh, they're just making that extra pass and you know like wanting to play faster and push the pace and everything and these, a bunch of these dudes are just going to be knocked out of the NBA and so I completely agree with you when you say that maybe Measury and Withy don't make the roster. You know, would you rather have Jeff Withy or, or Maxi Kleber right now? Yeah, and that's the thing. I, like, I don't do, know. Do they, you know, do they classify Maxi as a four? Do they classify him as a? That's why I'm saying that. That's when I say stuff like, "There's a possibility." Like, I I think it's given at this point, Salah or Withy. Like, one of them's going to make it, but there is a small possibility out there that neither one of them make it. Like, and they what decide they to go with you know Ashley Maxie. and Kleber and you know like yeah. Go, well, I mean, even route. even rolling with if you're going to say Nerlens. Maxi and Dwight Powell. I mean, that's three and guys Dirk, that and Dirk's already playing five. <laughs> yeah, like that's three guys that's coming off the bench. Like, I mean, even if you just look at the rotation outside the starting five, Devin Harris is going to get minutes at the three. Yep. Finney Smith's going to get minutes at the four. Yeah. And, and is going to be the Nerlens is going to get the you know the he's going to be the first guy off the bench. So and then you look at JJ and Yogi. That's going to you know like that's going to be your dude. So then after that, you're looking at like. Dwight Powell getting a few minutes, like Maxi. Like if you have Dwight Powell, Maxi, and you know Withy, like how how do you play those three? Like in a, I don't know. Yeah, so all that to say, like there's going to be some odd men out, and it might be surprising because Salamajri's contract is guaranteed, but we've been you know bullish on the fact that that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> you know, there's a you know the Mavericks have not been shy about either stretching guys like that or waving to straight up waving them or. He'll get picked up in the league by somebody if he gets dropped. Yeah, he was a, he was top ten in, in rim production percentage last year. Yeah, For, in, his, in his like short what, minutes, but it's kind of like what we talked about. Also, you know, if Withy gets out there here in, here in the preseason and said, you know, like shows you, you know, at least right at maybe what Salah shows you, you know, he's like four or five years younger than yeah. Salah. So it's Salah like just maybe, turned thirty one this summer, and Withy is you know twenty six, twenty seven. Yeah, and sometimes Salah, you know, I don't think he um, makes the smartest of the decisions. You know, he brings out some fun facials of of Rick. So uh, I don't know. We'll see. I I love Salah personally. Like, we both like love talking yeah, to him. Yeah, I, I really he's, do. He's hilarious, and I love watching him in the game because he just doesn't give a crap about anything. But it'll be fun. There's things to be. Don't think that there's not anything to be played with. You know this this preseason or whatever. Anything to be determined. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say a ton. I mean, most of the roster spots are in intact, but you know, those last one or two. I mean, we didn't even talk about Motley. I mean, Motley's another one of those. Yeah, dudes. he's going to come you know? in and out. I feel like they're going to use a lot of those minutes from him at, towards the end of the season. Yeah, like, but like because he know, only has a certain amount of days to come in, but he still has forty five days that he can be. It's forty five games that he could be up with the team. If you know, yeah. I I can't imagine they wouldn't use some. of they could use some of them for practice, though. You have to think about that. So Motley's not going to play forty-five games with the Mavericks, but right. you know that's another guy that they already have, you know, in that spot um, that they they want to give minutes to because he's, you know, if if Jeff Whitley is twenty-seven, he's seven years younger than him. <laughs> yeah. Dang, like Mick Roberts. Mick Roberts is going to be on the roster. Yeah, I mean, he's not. He's definitely making the roster for you know for a trade piece alone. If if that's it. But it's it's kind of it's the bookended roster that we kind of you know we've talked about before of you know all these guards all these bigs and now you know we got these like you know, kind of dudes we're gonna stretch and kind of make them into the you know Devin Harris into these backup three minutes and stuff so another one one thing from open practice that I will mention is that they played a lineup from the blue team of Dwight Powell. Um, Dwight Powell, Jonathan Motley, Brandon Ashley at the three, PJ Dozier, and Malik Waynes. And I don't want to like read too much into that because it was open practice. You know, Nerlens wasn't playing, Wes wasn't playing. You know, there's just a bunch of dudes that aren't playing. You're splitting your team of 20 guys into two teams, so there's not going to be enough threes. But playing Brandon Ashley at three was interesting to me. If he can do that, if he can just get away with some minutes playing at three, then that could you know boost his potential to be on the roster. Because Withy and Measuring and even Dwight Powell, like, none of them are giving you anything close to that. Yeah, I mean, really, I mean, just versatility. I mean, that's where we're at in the league, and I don't, I don't know if Ashley could ever play the three, but I don't probably, think so either. But he might he he, could, give you something. 
He can play the four better than with the Inzala, so I'll give him that. Yeah. Maybe even better than Dwight. Another but. thing to, to watch out for uh, is the starting lineup. I Carlisle still has not been completely, you know, concrete, cemented on what his starting lineup is going to be. He's leaving it up. I think that's smart to leave it open during camp, leave it open for some, you know, possibilities. We, I still believe that the lineup will be, like we've been saying, is Dennis with Jr., Curry, Wes Matthews, Harrison Barnes, and Dirk. Uh, but we never know. There, you know, something could happen. It could something could change. Obviously, injuries you know, could definitely happen, especially with the team with some older players on it. How funny would it be if the two guys that are going to be unrestricted free agents you bench them both and say, "See y'all." Like y'all both come off the bench. Yeah, like so in, in Seth and Nerlens. That would suck. Like so that that's why if he's going to bench Nerlens, it's for Seth. Like I don't see any scenario in which you're going to bench him for Yogi. And so like yeah, I mean. I think it's Seth for sure, and that's going to be what they're going to yeah, push. Yeah, and Yogi's going to be a restricted free agent at the end of the season too. So, you know, bench him too. <laughs> it's ne- next summer, and it's like it's kind of it's exactly what I was talking about a while ago when when I, I talked with Andy. You know, coming out on Wednesday, like we talked about this season, maybe like a storyline for this season. I'm like, man, I don't want to like take away from this season. I don't want to take focus off this season because we're excited for the season. We should be. But this season is the setting the table season. Like this season, everything is pointing towards next summer. Next summer is the franchise altering summer. There's so many decisions for the Mavericks. So many decisions that were made this summer that impacts next summer. And so many decisions to be made next summer with like, I mean, we could go all day if the unrestricted, you know, you know, Nerlens and Seth and who they pay. Can they keep them both? Does Dirk come back? Wes Matthews, you know, player option. And blah, blah, blah. But, you know, where's their draft pick? Do they chase after somebody like Boogie and stuff? Like, there's so much stuff next summer that is every, this whole season. And it's something really to watch. Like I mentioned with McRoberts a while ago, we're setting on around 10 to $12 million in cap space right now. McRoberts is, you know, a $6 million expiring, you know, expiring contract, basically. We can set there, you know, any point this season before the trade deadline and say, hey, we'll take on a bad contract from you but we want a really good asset in, in return. Is that a draft pick? Is that a young player? You know, keep the cap that, space. <laughs> yeah. Like in, in that's something you kind of weigh. Like I'm just thinking off the top of my head. Like what if Portland calls and say, Hey, you know, can you, will you take Evan, Evan Turner? And we're like, yeah, we'll take him. If you give us that Collins, you know, would that be worth something? It? Yeah. You know, like, so like just small, you know, just random situations like that. They used to never know. There's so much flexibility with where we're at moving forward. And, it's a re- really a remarkable job by Donnie and them just for yeah. where we're at as a franchise. It's a, a very quick turn the corner and pivot. There's only, I think, eight or nine teams that are going to have a max slot available and you know with their cap space. A couple teams have two slots open. I think it's Atlanta and Indiana. Um, then there's a bunch in you know with only one spot. I want to ask you a question. Go. Because I actually said this with Andy, and I, I think I'm going to stay true to it. I think Seth Curry is going to get more money than Nerlens next summer. Oh yeah, yeah. Especially, especially after- I don't think I don't I don't think people like realize that. I don't think people are even like thinking about that. Like, hey, he's going to get paid, but we've just naturally talked about Nerlens' max this past summer, and like, oh, okay, what's he going to get next summer? And we've naturally said, oh, we can give Nerlens, you know, a bigger contract than everybody else. But like, we're just kind of just casually talking about Seth, but. Are you talking? You're talking a, about total dollars. Or you're talking per year. Total everything. So I think you give Seth like a one of these, you know, one year like huge deals that we've been seeing some of these guys like like Redick and no, KCP sign no, like, and stuff like that. He's gonna want something long term. He could. You're saying he would turn down one year twenty million dollars? I mean, I don't, I don't know about that. I mean, what if another team's offering him four years? You know. 17 a year i mean i think you'd take that oh yeah yeah yeah. that and i don't think that's out of the question but yeah i mean nerlens has a lot of qualities that we are looking for in this nba but we just talked about positional flexibility and you know being able to do multiple things and he can only do one thing on offense and seth curry can do everything on offense He, he you know he spots and shoots really really well he you know can take his own shot off the dribble he can get to the basket every once in a while you know, he shot the three better than his brother at times 
<laughs> last year. So I, I wouldn't be surprised by that, especially if he has a really, really good season, especially if he's starting and he's showcased this year. I just hope he doesn't play himself out of Dallas, and I hope he doesn't play himself into a <laughs> such a huge contract that it takes away all a the Tim Hard- a Tim Hardaway deal. He could get that. <laughs> I think he's better than Tim Hardaway right now. Could be. We'll Very see. Well could be. We'll see. All right, a couple more things before we get out of here. The game today is the Milwaukee Bucks, the first preseason game. Oh, my gosh, it's here, Nick. One thing I want to talk about, and we're going back down to a more of a somber note, is that um, Giannis Antetokounmpo's dad, uh, Charles Antetokounmpo, uh, passed away with a heart attack. Um, his status for the game is uncertain. I you know, imagine he would play a certain you know, for whatever starters are going to play, but um, yeah, so we'll just be, be thinking about the you know, Tentacupo family. He also had, you know, his brother, uh, Thanias, Than- yeah. Thanias, uh, who's also been, you know, flirting around at the league every once in a while. You know, he's in the G League, I think. So uh, prayers go out to their family. It's just really tough. But the first the first thing I saw, I saw when I, you know, the first thing I thought of when I saw that was, man, I'm, I'm glad that he got to see his son as an all-star. You know, I'm glad yeah. he, got to, he got to see the – you know, see Giannis at not his peak because he's still he's still rising, but at least he got to see, you know, oh man, this is what you know Giannis could be. So I'm glad I'm glad he got to see that. Yeah, I mean he saw the trajectory of where Giannis is pointing towards and he might not be able to see Giannis as a top three, top five player in the league right now, but or or coming up, but he at least saw that and got a glimpse of that. So Yeah. So playing against the Mavericks, things that I'm looking for is uh, I'm interested to see the Bucks. The Bucks are a really interesting team. I, I want to see some of their guys, Brogdon, Thon Maker, uh, and even like what does John Henson end up being for them. Um, Middleton is interesting to me. I want to see because Brogdon's a pretty good defensive point guard. I want to see Dennis with Jr. against him because this is a good test for him. Uh, Brogdon has a six ten wingspan, and so trying to see Dennis go around that slash, you know. Uh, throw passes around him. I think it's going to be interesting. Um, so that's going to be a good test for him. Obviously I'm interested to see what the starting lineup is. I think everyone is. <laughs> I think we're all interested to see what the starting lineup is, how the rotation minutes Carlisle has come out and said that the starters will play us, you know, the, the vets will play a set number of minutes and then the young guys will come in. I, I'm imagining that being like 10, <laughs> you know, like just, you know, 10 minutes or something like that. And then the young guys come in. With the exception of Dennis, I can see Dennis playing more than. That. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what I'm saying like young guys and older guys, is, oh, okay, is the okay. split there with that, you know. I'll say this with Yogi and the starter thing, even though we're saying, hey, Seth is that person. The only logic that I could see that would go into Yogi being the starting two guard. Is if they're playing if, the Pacers. No. <laughs> <laughs> if they want to take the defensive pressure off Dennis and that Yogi is the pesty, you know, he's not Beverly, but he is just a shade of Beverly, that like just smaller, pesty, I'm going to get in your face. He type works of really, really hard on the defensive end. He does, and it's not what Seth – Seth is underrated defender, but he's not the pesty defender like Yogi is. Yeah. So I could see the glimpse of that of saying if if Yogi is in the starting lineup, I could see the logic of saying, hey, we want to keep Dennis away from these uh, the Chris Pauls, the Westbrooks, the type, and just throw Yogi at him and say, hey, just get in their face. But we think Seth is going to be that person, and that's what I'm looking for tomorrow night or tonight – is you know if Milwaukee's throwing out there you know Tony Snell, Chris Middleton, blah blah, blah you know both of those guys are what six seven, six six. Gosh, you know all all of know. their guys are six seven, six six. Yeah, so I mean you're gonna look at Seth guarding one of those, and I'm not saying that Tony Snell is some big you know super <laughs> Superman. But Seth Curry guarding Tony Snell is fine. Like that is that is <laughs> yeah, but it, it's good. fine. But it's just a, it's another situation though to where like this is where this. You know, defensive backcourt of both two, both guys being six three yeah. or six two, and who you know who takes the bigger shooting guard? Okay, when we play Golden State, you know Seth got Clay, and you know something like that. So like there are two guards across the league, you know, the DeRozans and James Hardens and stuff like. And then if if he doesn't take him, you're like, oh, Wes is going to take him. Okay, well, well, who's he got after that? You know, like <laughs> so he's going to Dick Middleton or. You know, whoever it is. So, anyway, I'm intrigued to see that. But, I mean, really, it just comes down to one thing. It's just Dennis Smith. I mean, yep. Mavs fans just, I mean, including ourselves, media, like, we just want to see him in action. 
We want to see him against NBA players and not summer league tryouts. Uh, we <laughs> want to see him in the system after a training camp, you know, like we want to see him with vets in this floor spacing and see him on the, even if it is like a, a couple minutes that Dirk's out there yeah. for a minute or two, like just that. I just want to oh. see one, one pick and pop, man. Like one pick if, and pop. If Dennis finds Dirk on a trailer, I'm, I'm done. I'm throwing my papers in the air. I'm, yeah. I'm running out the building. That's going to be great. One thing so, I do yeah. want to point out, uh, they were talking about this on the, the uh, Lakers pregame yesterday. That was the, the broadcast that pulled up for, for me was um, that they said that Luke Walton hadn't implemented any of their half-court offense yet. Like none of their half-court offense. Because training camp is shorter because there's less preseason games. There's less time with the with the you know the collective bargaining agreement and everything. They're only allowed a certain amount of time to work out with their players. And that's one of the reasons why we're hearing all these guys working out individually by themselves is because they're not working out as teams as much anymore. Cause they all bargain for that. And a lot of that was the veterans <laughs> didn't want to come in, you know, and have to deal with these, you know, like hard coaches that, you know, ran them all the time and stuff. So, uh, so I'm not sure how much Carlisle has, has implemented. I'm not sure like what plays and stuff they've run, but that, that is a thing that is happening. Uh, around the league is that you know teams have not totally implemented their whole playbook they have not you know dove into the entire offense so we could see some you know there definitely is going to be some struggles for sure it's preseason don't overreact actually you can overreact overreacting is fun sometimes and uh we'll see who plays tomorrow i know motley tweaked his ankle towards the end of the week kind of yeah he's allowed to play until the beginning of this until the beginning of the uh, g league season he's allowed to play with the mavericks i just meant because his ankle yeah, Man. I just wanted to point that out. For two-way contracts, if, you oh, know, okay. if Dozier becomes a two-way contract or whatever, they're allowed to play until the G League season officially begins. And it doesn't count against their 45 days that we've been talking about. Yeah, so we'll see. You know, We'll see if Michael Roberts is he sued up. Um, assuming Nerland's going to be out there. So we'll see You know, kind of who plays, who doesn't. Uh, but really, if you plan on going to the game or if you plan on watching the game, that second half is going to be brutal. So yeah. I know a lot of a lot of fans know that, uh, but especially that fourth quarter, uh, don't be surprised. I mean, you're going to see a lineup out of there, out there. Probably Malik Waynes, Clavel, Dozier, Ashley, and maybe Maxi or somebody or Dwight Powell. But if you've been wanting to see some of those guys play, that is your chance. The second half of all these preseason games, you will see these guys play. <laughs> Pull up SeatGeek for I'm, your promo. <laughs> I'm excited to see Maxi play. Uh, in the open practice, he got exposed on defense, and he got scored on a couple times. But on his a lot of his highlights, he looks really good off the weak side. He looks you know pretty good coming you know as a help defender. I want to see him play one on one against people. I want to see him how can how is that going to translate? He hit a three in the open practice. I do remember that. Uh, so his his shot is good. But and don't forget, this is not this is not all the players that they can pick from for a roster. Yep, it was ju- it was just last year that they cut somebody and brought in Jalil Cousins at the end of training camp, at the end of the preseason, and so like they can they can drop somebody and add in somebody. Why are you laughing? Nick? Is there another All Stars brother that we can bring in? Is that, <laughs> is that we can do? who's going to be a free agent next summer? Does uh, does Chris Paul have a brother? Can we can we bring him in? <laughs> Bring him in. Just bring him all. Bring all the. Does Jokic in. have a brother? Jokic has to have a brother, right? <laughs> we do have Seth. <laughs> he already signed his extension. Steph did. Does LeBron yeah. have a brother? Let's sign. Let's sign LeBron James Jr. We'll just bring him in. Hey, that's not too far away. I know. Bill Simmons talked about that in his, his column either last week or two weeks ago. He was like, LeBron could be the next, you know, Ken Griffey to LeBron Jr.'s Ken Griffey Jr. <laughs> He actually, he really could, to be he, honest. How much would LeBron Jr. get paid if it was the soccer model? Oh gosh, especially it could ha- it could happen, especially if they take away the the one and done rule, because that's yeah. another extra year that he could come in sooner. If he if he ends up being you know as good as everyone says, you know everyone hopes that he's going to be, uh, LeBron would only have to hold out until like twenty twenty two or twenty twenty one, which I mean he's not declining that much right now, so nope. That's crazy. It's insane. Yeah. All right. Thanks so much for joining us on Lockdown Mavericks. Uh, like we said, Seeky Gap, L-O-N-B-A is the promo code. Download that. Helps out the entire network. Also, the link is in the bio to donate to J.J. Barea's Puerto Rico Hur- Hurricane Relief Fund. It's also posted on my Twitter page. Check that. Continue to subscribe and rate and review the podcast. Guys, thanks so much for joining us. We will be back tomorrow recapping 
some of the <laughs> of the preseason game. I'm not sure how much we're gonna watch before we actually start recording, but uh, it's our first it's our first test of locked on on the uh, on the road during a game. We might uh, we might start recording during the game during the second half while uh, <laughs> while Jean Iverson is launching shots up. We'll do um, we'll do some some mock play by play too. Let's do that. Let's just do some like and Maxi Glovell gets scored on again. And Dwight Powell drives and he loses the ball. Um, I do. We did talk about we did talk about about mentioning this about the winner of the fantasy league. Oh yes, so what they're gonna get or um, what could possibly be on the line. You could join us. Yeah, let's say we've been talking about this. The winner of the fantasy league. So this is an announcement for four for twelve people. <laughs> announcement for for twelve of our listeners. That is a minuscule percentage, but uh, the winner will get a uh, a guest appearance on the Locked On Mavs. And let's have let's say this: if we haven't upgraded our systems to the point where you can join both of us at that point, you can choose choose which host you want to to host with. Or you can do 30 minutes with each. How about that? You get to do an entire thing. We'll do whatever topics you want to talk about. You get to run the show, basically. Uh, I will introduce everything because that is what I do. But you can get to come up with all the topics and everything, and we will go with it that way. So whoever wins, hopefully it's me. Then I can just host, and it'll be fine. <laughs> or Isaac. So there you go. Uh, guys, I just want to say this before you know tonight happens. Thank you so much for joining us all summer. Uh the numbers have been crazy. I mean, we took this over in, you know, very late May and I've just been very encouraged by the, the, you know, the feedback and the response and it's been overwhelmingly positive. I have not seen any, I've seen negative (laughs) comments about us (laughs) and some of our decisions, but not about how we've been doing the podcast, uh, not about the podcast itself. And so thank you so much MFFLs for joining us on lockdown Mavs. Uh, we want to keep bringing you. This is the Mavericks podcast. Continue. There's going to be some Mavericks podcasts that'll come back and re-earth themselves during you know during the season. But you know you've stuck with us throughout the whole off season. So continue to stick with us during the season. We'll keep bringing you you know the best stuff. We'll continue to bring you know the the interviews like we did with Harrison Barnes, like we did at the finals week. We got all those guys on retainer. You know we'll we'll talk to those guys during the season. The season is beginning, guys. Thank you so much for joining us all summer been overwhelmed by the response uh continue to subscribe continue to listen to lockdown maps isaac peace out boom napa know how it takes a lot to get excited about a bag but most bags can't save you 20 percent on auto parts that's 20 percent off headlamps 20 percent off oil filters 20 percent off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99 cent napa reusable bag so tell your buddies there's a bag they just have to check out quality parts helpful people that's napa know-how napa know-how at participating napa auto parts stores while supplies last minimum three items exclusions apply offer ends 10 31 17